1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the
0: beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk.
1: Welcome to Monday's edition of the Tennis Scottish Football Podcast, the only podcast supported by Monzo Bank cards to create a cashless society, saving any and all from flying coins. My name's Gideon Phyllis, and tonight I'm joined in Glasgow's Lethe, Southside, by two suitably hip men. Hello, Tom Watt. Hello. And hello, Andy Harrow. Hello. Uh, as is our custom, we'll be running through the weekend's action And littering the floor with our hot takes Anyway, so we'll start off We'll, we'll organise it with goals this week um, As we, we did that last week And stuck there in the derby last um, So we'll go with uh, Celtic 5, Hearts 0 um, we'll Which means that the grass at Celtic Park Must be incredibly short They were
0: pretty good They were pretty good, weren't they? I mean, uh, credit to Craig Levine I think for being honest He's still, like suddenly that not only bamming people up and like quite good fun, but he's very open and honest and that, that would have been quite refreshing when he was a Scotland manager. Yeah. <laughs> just
1: doing 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 the right thing and saying, yeah. like, do you know what? <laughs> I'm mean, hold, yeah, hold, uh, hold, hold my hands up here, I, I, I tried to do the right thing, the right thing, the other thing I did was completely wrong, <laughs> um, which I mean you can trace that back all the way back to the summer when he signed Jake Mooraney, um, if you're going <laughs> to count, count things that Craig Levine has done wrong this season, you can just lash that straight <laughs> in there as well, but uh, yeah, Hearts looked like they, even even from seeing the even from seeing the team line up on, on Saturday... It looked very much like uh, like straight off the back we're going to struggle, and as it turns out, that's exactly what happened.
2: Yeah, they were on a, a bit of a hiding to nothing. Though, given the injuries they've got and the fact the Celtics seem to have found their mojo again, yeah, you wouldn't really expect them to do much if they, you know if they were trying to go for it and be really offensive. They don't really have the players at the moment no. to to go for it anyway. So, well, you're right. It was it was nice of looking to kind of admit that he was a bit too negative and a bit too defensive. I don't really know what hurts I, I, I think maybe 5-0 is maybe surprising but I don't think it's any surprise at all that Celtic won not that fairly comfortably given... It would, been, it would have been really good to have seen... A kind of full strength Hearts yeah. team up against a kind of informed Celtic team. I'd imagine the winner would have still been Celtic, but it would, it would have been nice given that Hearts are the team at the top of the table because they certainly didn't look it in the in the weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's one of those things which again, if you know, like Hearts fans will hop back to uh, the Burnley season. Really. Well, what, what if we hadn't sacked Burnley? Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously nobody really knows, but I'm going to presume that they wouldn't have won the title anyway. Mm. But again, this is this gives us the. I think it was Duncan a couple of a couple of months ago highlighted this a little. Well, that, that'll give the excuse yeah. <laughs> the haven't won the title this is why um, and I, I do agree with you particularly when you've got guys like Claire coming into the team far, more, far earlier than you wanted them to um, same with uh, uh, Dick and Warner as well you'd imagine you didn't mm. want to throw him straight in because previously you would have had Hughes done better to, uh, all ahead of him in order mm. to sort of bed him in and then take it on from there which means you've got the squad there to go for the rest of the season but maybe not then again, it's losing in it, Edinburgh. It's hardly, it's hardly short court on news, is
0: it? I, know. <laughs> I think the, the, the squad is massive. The squad is massive. But I think, it, like, like you touch on, it, it did kind of highlight that although there are 400 players in the heart squad at the moment, like 380 of them <laughs> <laughs> and they, they At one point in the second half, they'd had nine different nationalities on the pitch yeah, yeah. and that can't happen very often even though our Hearts have got a pretty multicultural squad at the best of times I think for the last couple of weeks they've looked a bit like a team that's hanging together with bits of tape and stuff but it's still punched above their weight considering the players they're missing but yeah they just got absolutely taken apart not you know it did not a bit with the fact Celtic actually started looking Really, really good. Uh, partly, weirdly, I think they've they've kind of let the shackles off since uh, Scott Brown's been injured and Cal McGregor's moved deep. It's, they, they seem to move the ball forward an awful lot more quickly. And Brian Christie coming in and doing what people said that he should be doing, which is replacing Armstrong.
2: Yeah, okay. and Edwards in some form, he's found out. Uh, there was kind of questions for quite large parts of the season so far about whether he was actually capable of replacing uh, Dembele, especially. But it seems like he is. I mean, it's taken him maybe it just takes you a wee while when you've got yeah. you, you, you know he came in last season. He did really well, but there was less expectation on him last season because of the fact that. It, you know there was Griffiths and Dembele there as well to carry some of that load. Whereas this season Griffiths has been out of the picture for large parts of it. Dembele's obviously gone, and you're the only guy yeah. responsible for scoring goals. But he looks like he's getting to hit some form. And from Celtic's point of view, they've still got the Europa League. That they could have done a few better results, but it gives them a bit of a confidence boost going into those last three games. Where I think Rodgers has said they could win all three and still not qualify, but they've got to at least find their chances a wee bit more than when they were looking a bit kind of short-shy and a bit yeah, unsure of what to do in the final third as they have the last few months.
1: It's just sort of, it's, I was thinking, again, look at, look at the teams, look at the highlights as well, seeing uh, guys like Ayer popping up at the end as well. So again, you get he's been through a sticky spell sort of injury-wise and sort of struggling a little bit. Um, and then you get him on with, you the game's already been long, one, um, and you manage to chuck on Ayer for the last sort of, half an hour to get half an hour out of him to say, look like, are you fit again, can you play again? I, I kind of doubt he was particularly tested by this, certainly from looking at the highlights and looking at the bits and pieces of the game I doubt he was he was particularly tested by the the, the centre forwards as well but again, the, the Celtic team suddenly looks even without Brown in there, even without Griffiths suddenly all looks very settled again, it looks like it looks like an 11 that you would I'd start to hang your hat on again um, balanced on the left and the right with Forrest and Lustig both fit, so track each other was various jokes about uh James Forrest chasing uh hearts players after after he lost <laughs> the ball around uh on, on Twitter which were all very enjoyable. But I get while it's obviously it's a good joke, but it's also entirely true and that the the flaws which Lustig has in his game are masked to a large degree by the, the players around him. Um and if you can presumably have the, the sort of mentality that he has done and or he has done and, and been able to raise himself in the big games for Celtic as well having the guys around them like McGregor, Benkovic and, and Forrest to do is running for him as well. is probably fine in there. And then again, we, we're, we're beginning to see uh, Tierney and Sinclair linking up on the left-hand side again as well, which is excellent for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're first of all been starting
2: to look like it should do now in terms of how they're playing. They've got that pace that they really lacked for so much of the season so far. Um, they all seem to have picked up a bit of form, but I mean, you look at Saturday, the substitutes... There isn't a great deal of no. depth there if you're looking at attacking wise you get got Hayes, Morgan, Johnson I mean none of those guys have played significantly at all For Celtic And Well, Morgan and Johnson might turn out to be good They're kind of unreliable at the moment to so yeah from Roger's point of view I guess you just got to hope that the yeah, guys the first 11 if they're all playing well you we just stick with it for the for the months your guys back you should have done a bit more in the transfer <laughs> <league.
0: Yeah. laughs> so, no I, I thought they looked good I thought Reyn was excellent again um, uh, McGregor as I said was excellent I thought their defence central defence looked much more balanced mm-hmm. they looked like they were complementing each other and um, and it's the first time in almost two years that I think Scotland has put two good games mm. together. <laughs> so, pretty ominous for anyone.
1: I, I, the, the fact that they've scored their twenty goals in the yeah. last in the last four league games is not a great a great sign for for the rest yeah. of the league generally. Um, all <laughs> peaked off with uh, Craig Gordon absolutely skilling Jake yeah. Rainey which I You know, if <laughs> you're not you seeing there's certainly plenty of Craig Gordon clips around the at the moment, but. Uh, Mourinho going to close him down, doing his hard working bit, and Gordon just making him look like an absolute tube um, straight away was uh, thoroughly enjoyable as well. Um, very, very good from very, very good from Gordon, but and um, very, very good from Celtic in general. Bank which getting off the mark as well. So again, right? Any more for that? No, nope, don't think so. Grand. Uh, we'll move off to Kilmarnock and uh, box office Chris Boy, um, which uh, saw Kilmarnock go ahead and then rather unsurprisingly lose to Aberdeen in the end so yeah good
0: uh, it was the worst Aberdeen have been all season and,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> I, feel, I feel like every time we talk about Aberdeen it's a case of Aberdeen are terrible <laughs> well, they but they won but <laughs> they've won
0: and uh, they've had oh I I gone to got the first. I, mean, I think uh, Aberdeen later on, but it, like Killy, I think had maybe run their luck in a number of games. You know, there's only so many times you can go behind and, and come back to win. But they were absolutely dominant for 60 <laughs> minutes, and you know they only scored through a penalty. Uh, they had there weren't that many clear cut chances, but they were. It was so easy for them to go along. Boy was causing all sorts of problems, and and uh, the worst game Scott McKenna's had in a long time. Uh, Devlin was all sorts of bother as well that Aberdeen midfield was all over the place I don't know how many times you need to see Don Ball and Graham Cheney together to realise that they just shouldn't be in the same city together and <laughs> the same football. but, but, but Killian were great they moved the ball around they, the the defence didn't have any problems whatsoever um, Stephen O'Donnell was up and causing all sorts of problems down the wing and at half time the only real surprise was that they were only 1-0 up and then Aberdeen get not even two chances, <laughs> and uh and they've had a really they'd had a really strange seven days because they were pretty pretty poor against strangers, but were resolute and won. Didn't have to do anything against Hamilton because Hamilton were so bad that they just had to hit pot shots and one 3 0 and then were horrendous against Kelly and 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 somehow their season seems to have, have turned around even though we're in very early early days. Um Yeah. I mean, worrying for Aberdeen slightly that they're relying on nineteen and twenty-year-olds, but you know, if you've got them, uh, play them more often. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. I think when you're looking at the options to come off the bench, when, when Stevie May came off the bench, it was, it was mm-hmm. you can always feel the collective sigh from the Aberdeen support in Kilmarnock like case mm-hmm. of being like, like, with all the will in the world, I don't think there's anybody in the country that doesn't want Stevie May to go on and and, and be and be the guy for Aberdeen it just becomes clearer and clearer every week that he's not going to be the guy for Avaldini he seemed to have a, he, he did contribute to the game when he came on against Rangers mainly because they just asked him to run around um, which he did to, to great aplomb and ran around a lot um, but I thought the difference when, when Anderson came on was noticeable because again it's again potentially slightly ironic that that's exactly the sort of touch you would have expected out of Stevie May five years ago a uh, sort of lash across into the box and he just happens to be there because he puts in the effort and he puts in the graft to be there and it was Anderson which which managed to turn it past McDonald. which there to be, I think it was McQuist seemed to sort of suggest that it sort of bounced off him or deflected him he did exactly what yeah, he had to did, do he did exactly what McQuist used to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which begs
2: the question to rather McQuist yeah I, I, that May's a, you do wonder I think everyone's kind of in the same boat that they would really like me to show something but you, you feel like even if he kind of got the stereotypical goal off his backside now it wouldn't make yeah. any difference he just certainly not Aberdeen
1: I don't know if he needs a change of scenery or whatever yeah. it is but he'll it'll, it'll be, be back at St. John's at some point with Tommy Wright yeah. the tournament no, at 25 probably, probably season yeah. striker but. it's
0: but, so strange though because like, when, he, when he first arrived he I, I think he's not been the same since the injury against the no. Rangers and the broken ankle or whatever it was and actually I thought that the brief cameo he had at the weekend, he he put himself about a bit and did a bit more than he does has done recently. But that's not saying. Enough.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, he I've seen it a few things, and he, he can still like Graham said, he said contribute to games, but it's just in terms of a goal. Threat and you know, bringing him on at half time, and you're one nil down. I think anyone thought he'd be the man that would you know bring Aberdeen back into it. and you know, Chris Anderson maybe they need to give him more of a I know uh, McInnes has seemed a wee bit reticent to play him too much so far and he's kind of tended to favour likes of May or Wilson even though he's not necessarily been fit in the past but yeah. actually maybe you've not got many other options maybe he's the person that you turn to now as your as maybe not as the starter but maybe as the, the kind of first, first option yeah, yeah. Um, it literally can't be any worse at this stage <laughs> uh, in terms of striking options. Uh, I mean for Aberdeen I mean, it's uh, I know it was good for them as well that Ferguson kind of turned up
1: again. He yeah. just seems to it's love an, a big goal. Yeah, he's a big, big game player in yeah. a way that Aberdeen haven't Not really many. had for since what you ingest. Jess. Yeah. The guy will turn up in big games and big ones and, and deliver consistently. And given that that's all he's done this year is deliver consistently when he needed to, um, with just the most outrageous collection of goals. Like the guys, the guys essentially an Aberdeen legend and he's played about sort of twelve, <laughs> 12 games. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I mean he he he's he's been probably the standout player of the season. There's not been a huge amount to pick up from but I think like he's certainly got the best high, highlight reel so far and he seems to be able to play anywhere in midfield that they've they've given him played him as a number ten at, at the weekend and, and confident enough to take a free
2: kick with end mm-hmm.
1: mechanics was saying that in his post match post match presser as well, just saying like we, we, played him, we played him a little bit deeper or we played him a little bit higher then we played him a little bit deeper and we played him a little bit further out in the left just I, give, I presume he just wants a living of him <laughs> um, not a specific player in a specific position just a living really good hard working laddies yep. um, yeah but I, I, I thought I thought Ferguson was a terrific blow when he broke through Aki's. I thought he was sort of natural to success at the Doherty and then disappeared long before he managed to take that, that mantle and as it turns out he probably was that um, but I think it's a much better player as well and he's, he's what, 19? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, I guess just maybe before
2: we move on it was definitely a penalty, right? The Shea Logan foul. I don't know there's any doubt. But there, Absol- seemed, there seemed like there were, I, I was at a wedding yeah. Saturday so I kind of was d- dimly aware that some folks. were... know it was Sunday but I was brutally hungover after the wedding and I was kind of dimly aware of people saying that maybe
1: it wasn't a penalty but... It, it was uh, as stupid as an attempt to, to win a ball as, as you'll see with Buck heading away from yeah. goal um, without any even Chris Buck on his very best day of all time um, <laughs> potentially as a Curing Cup winner maybe that day um, I don't think there's any possibility yeah. of him exactly where he was scoring from there unless he did something astonishing which I, I'm not going to see it and Logan just throwing a leg in there for no real no real purpose was uh, yeah quite daft and um, Chris Boyd uh, enjoyed his celebrations <laughs> like, which in, in hindsight looks uh, looks uh, a bit daft but at the time he enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he, I mean he's, he just is fully embracing just being a bit of a, a widow isn't he at the yeah. moment that's, that's his I mean given he's not really playing that much for Kelly at the moment, he, he's enjoying it whenever he gets the chance. But uh, I mean, they might still get with the, the Scotland squad, I suppose. Like, uh, <laughs> it would really, yeah, depending really how yeah, on how much Alex McLeish wants to do the record. But uh, yeah, uh, he's not even not even the second best striker at Kelly at the moment. So <laughs> arguably
0: possibly. not even the third.
2: No, no, yeah.
1: You've got no, to no, I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen in Jolie. He's definitely, uh-huh. he's definitely third best striker. <laughs> <record>. Kelly <laughs>
0: no you've got to defend all all players Bamin up fans because fans are very 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 precious about these things so yes. even when you get slightly irked about it it's well worth it for when it comes back to bite them and that's what you want as a fan so yeah, excellent thoroughly enjoyed
1: that uh, any more for that no? right no. we will head on to what for a big chunk of time looked like Craig Samson's last stand <laughs> um, St Mirren now Rangers 2 with goals from Daniel Candias and Alfredo Morelos, followed by a uh, Weird sending off for Daniel Candias as well. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll start off um, talking about Simon a little bit as well. Um, I'm, I'm sort of—I don't want to call it—shoot some recovery for Simon because we did the same thing yeah. uh, after they drew nothing each with Celtic and sort of assume, do you know what? Maybe, maybe they're digging in here. Maybe this is a turning point where they start to. Take... Nah, they yeah. um But they all looked like they were trying very hard, which. For a team as bad as they are, and with as, as bad a series of results that they've had, there are a, a number of teams in the past that you could see quite easily would have chucked it long before now. Um, and I think it's, what's happened at St. Mirren's has been quite interesting on the whole, and that bringing in uh, Gus McPherson as director of football seems to be a sort of direct move to ensure that nothing like Alan Stubbs happens again again, I, I, I've said this before on the podcast <laughs> something des- like Alan Stubbs <laughs> just, like some sort of blank, just, <laughs> just <laughs> desperate to find out I really want, if, some, if, somebody's got, if somebody's got the inside track of what actually happened to Mary, <laughs> please drop it in my DMs and tell me that every story you've got because I just find the whole thing absolutely fascinating um, but the, the fact that as I say they've gone and got Gus McPherson too, so they've got a, a director of football style uh rolling there just to ensure that you know what we don't go and burn all our money um, and again for what I, I think I said during, during the week as well but I do feel very genuinely quite sorry for St Miriam fans given that mm-hmm. the enthusiasm they had last year coupled with the idea of well we lost the manager we've got a new manager and you've got that whole bounce with that as well um, and then in addition we've got a, a, a windfall from John McGinn which maybe ne- didn't necessarily think they were going to get at some point and you would imagine like a huge chunk of that has just gone to be paying off paying off Duff footballers because mm-hmm. they left Alan Stubbs in, in charge of things um, and then build, rebuilding the club from the inside out because goodness only knows what happens I, I, it's at the point where I begin to wonder whether he actually just dug down and steal, stole the actual foundations <laughs> out of the Paisley Park I was reassured to see that Wednesday night that the big dome was there still at the back so he hasn't what? he hasn't <laughs> Tucked that into the booties motor and they've stolen that as well I just again the whole thing's astonishing but nonetheless um, yeah uh, a good solid think, uh, again a scrapping display from St Mirren would say the thing is
2: I, I don't know if I, I totally agree with you in the sense that we, we did see it against Celtic and then they've gone on with, yeah. with you know, seven games and been odd, pathetic yeah. for most of them I mean that was an outlier and I, I think I would hazard that it. It's probably more to do With the fact That they were playing Against Rangers uh, And it was a kind of Big test You know It's the games Against the Motherwells yeah. And the St Johnsons Where nobody's watching uh, Nobody's paying Any real attention to it And they're, they're Pathetic uh, And I mean I think that's got a lot To do with them Having a lot of Atrocious footballers yeah. um, But They have been Incredibly poor and it, I think you know the next test is going to be there next year which is against Dundee isn't it am I Dundee, right in saying yeah I mean that's obviously the, the huge that's one your, but that's, 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 that's be yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I, I mean I, uh, I was just saying I was at a wedding on Saturday and it, it was a Hindi wedding so there's it's in two halves you've got sort of from half past nine till about half past one and then you've got um, a few hours in the evening, but you've got like kind of three or four hours in the afternoon to kinda of go for a nap and like chill out or go for a swim or whatever. So just quite nice I like St. <laughs> Minnesota <versus versus versus laughs> <versus for laughs> falling asleep. Uh, and so it was it was rubbish to watch, like because St Mirren offered absolutely nothing, even when the game was kinda of in the balance and it was nil nil there was never any sense that Sunderland were going to do anything. They just were incapable of keeping possession. Uh, they seemed totally nervous about it when they got into midfield. In fact, they just bypassed the midfield most of the time. They only look occasionally threatening through Jackson. I think he had a couple of times they got in the box and put in across No one else has fallen up. I mean, I, I, it was similar to the, the the Celtic game. They they looked threatening for a period of time. And they actually yeah. sort of looked like they were. Um, they belied that sort of form that they'd been in
1: they the lost six or five games in a row it had that weird but moment where they were, they were more threatening when Celtic had a living Celtic went I, down I, the I, yeah yeah but there was I mean I didn't
2: see anything of like that on Saturday set I mean I admittedly I only saw the second half live but there was nothing there wasn't even a sense of oh, well maybe Nick this in a set piece or anything they were
0: no I, I think after the, the Celtic game they, they played a bit of football and they looked for the first Probably first and only time this season, like they believed they deserve to be on the same pitch, as whoever it is, mm-hmm. they were playing. That, I mean, they were they were dogged. I thought. Uh, I thought that. that I thought, that generally speaking, their, their defense did fine. Simeon Jackson had a couple, of, uh, you know, held the ball up well. Mm-hmm. And did run run at defenders a little bit, but there was no real. Like, it was like an Arbroath cup tie. <laughs> uh, Arbroath go to Ibrox. And you know concede two late goals because all they've done is kick it in the opposite direction <laughs> for eight minutes. And you know, well oh, yeah. done, guys. But like, if you, if all you can muster is valiant defending for most games, mm-hmm. which you're going to lose, and then offer nothing in games when you're it, it's fine margins, then you're in real trouble.
2: Yeah, I think I, I, the guys were. I um, we'll come into Dundee. I think you were saying. In, uh, Thirsty about How poor Dundee are Across the board Like there, there's not One area yeah. to fix It's not that dissimilar for St I mean mm. there's Just so many people You could take out Of that team And you know It would make Absolutely no difference And in <laughs> theory Would probably make it better I mean they're They're miserable They're really really poor And I also
1: don't feel Sorry for St
2: fans Because they were Pretty annoying When they were getting Promoted <laughs> so <laughs>
1: I oh, know, I've got all the time in the world for him after that boy tried to kill the bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That is laughs> yeah, by, by far the best thing that's happened in Paisley in the past 40 years. Um, did Daniel Candace mean it?
0: No. <laughs> no. No.
1: No, no the, part, the part of the play for the, the parts
2: of the game I thought was. St Mirren uh, Samson would have a goal kick It would get caught in the wind It would go less than the half w- way line Rangers would win either the first ball or the second ball Go in an attack It would generally go out to Candice, or we would go out to the left and whoever was crossing it would put out for a goal kick and then just repeat it again that's pretty <laughs> much what happened for 20 minutes so I thought I, I thought exactly the same thing it was just about to happen and then the wind catches it and he, I don't know actually I don't know if it was a wind doing he just shanked it anyway it went in but yeah he didn't it
0: didn't look like a man who knew exactly what was going on with
1: it <laughs> he but, uh, absolutely do- he looks directly across the box as well yeah, yeah, <laughs> he looks, he's, he's looking really, for yeah, a man yeah, in give, the give him the eye so yeah. unless it's a no look goal then I'm not yeah. having it yeah. um, he, he was okay when he
2: came on though I think uh, mm. he looked decent, and he can, uh, uh, Candace has patches where he can like a kind of threatening player taking on fullbacks. And he's,
1: I, th- I think, I think uh, broadly, I think he's fantastic. I really, really like Candace. um Just he is, he wants. To, uh, this shows this horrible cliché of wanting want your boots white out in the line, but just all he wants to do is get his head down. Then until he gets out of the box, get his head up, and just get a cross in for somebody. And his cross is really consistent, aside from ones that go in for goals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we got, obviously, Rangers' second goal, which was um, an ode to Craig Samson of old, uh, the one that Craig Samson, I love and remember, <laughs> um, of seeing a shot go directly through him, uh, the same as he did on Wednesday night as well, um, which was excellent, which then leaves us just with the, the red card as well. Um, yeah, Smashing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> bizarre. Um, I, I, I mean, everyone loves a Willie Collum stat, right? Yeah. So, Willie Collum... Uh, has given forty-one red cards in one hundred twenty-eight Premiership games, so an average of one every three games. Yeah. On average, it's a red card every five games. So you are sixty percent more likely <laughs> to have a red card if you've got Willie Collins taking charge of a match. Uh, I mean, I don't think you need maths to know that Willie Collins is prone to the odd <coughs> bit of. Uh, yeah. He's a bit of a prima donna when it comes to making it all about him. And you know, there had been some suggestion in the in the papers today that. Uh, it was something that was said or that he was winding up uh, winding up the, um, some, the, the some running players after the second goal went in but there doesn't seem to be a huge amount in it and uh, for it to be enough for a second booking and a red card it just seems off like Willie being
1: Willie. I had no idea that you could get booked for winding up opposition players I, mean, I, I, I didn't know that that was, that was Big my, tears I, yeah. it's <laughs> like in <laughs> the NFL you get a penalty
2: against you for taunting the opposition so mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. it's the kind of equivalent that yeah. are for Tottenham. I don't know
1: yeah a very a very, very, odd red card do the
0: record were adamant today that it was a deserved red card in their match report oh well, it must be then so does that
1: yeah. it, p- it absolutely must be then um, anyway so we'll, we'll move on to um, the unstoppable Perth juggernaut of uh, sexy St Johnston, <laughs> who defeated the one and won nothing um, yeah St Johnston roll on fourth winner in a row very good
0: yeah, four wins in a row, um, four clean sheets as well. Um, mm-hmm. Our friend Craig's blog informed me this morning that they've never done five clean sheets in a row in mm-hmm. the top flight. So, yeah, um, whatever it was Tommy Wright said to them after that, Hayden Celtic gave them, has done done them absolute wonders. Uh, and, I thought, and they were well worth it. They you know, missed a penalty and my favourite goal of the weekend, Seanus' goal of the weekend, I mean, it wasn't like... You know, he didn't beat a million men, but it was like a sensible soccer header and <laughs> the ball comes in and he flies at yeah. it and it's like players haven't even aren't even aware it's coming out of the box and he's on the ground and it's in the net. It was it was excellent. And I thought him and Kerr were great. Um great free kick. Trey Wright was really good.
1: I thought I, I really uh, like Kerr as well. Yeah. he's a very, very good player.
0: Yeah, yeah. All all round very good performance from St Johnston again and they've kind of I think they're one of probably only two sides in the league who you can say they're, they've definitely had a good start to the season everyone else is kind of yeah. half glass half full half, half mm-hmm. empty at the moment I mean even Hearts who've had such a good start have started a little bit and fans are not sure what's a, what the, what the this score is right this minute but I think St Johnson and Levy must be very happy with where their seasons are and, and yeah I thought St Johnston were excellent
1: yeah, it's, it's kind of a funny one in that the, after St Johnston obviously lost four games in a row um, and then it's oh, St John's have turned around and they've won four games in a row. And to be fair, they lost the Rangers, they lost the Celtic, they lost the Hearts, yeah. and then they lost the Celtic again. Which any season of any year, just about you would look at a St Johnston <laughs> team and say, well, all right, you, you lost the Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, and Celtic again. Not really the, the world's greatest shock, and the Aside from that, the only other team they've lost to this season is uh, Kilmarnock, and everybody loses to Kilmarnock, <laughs> except Aberdeen. <Abarnik. laughs> um, so it's not really, not really a massive shock for them. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they can even go on continue to miss continue to miss penalties week in week out and still win games of football, um, which is astonishing. I mean, They've had more, not even bad penalties, no, no penalties, no, just uh, what's what three in two weeks. It's yeah. yeah. astonishing stuff. Um, from a Hibs perspective, not great. No. Very, very flat. Very unlike
0: everything that we've seen from Hibs in the last few years. It just, I mean, St Johnstone were very good and were very good defensively, but Hibs just didn't look at the races at all. They didn't look. There, there wasn't the usual cut and thrust. There wasn't the the the, the usual pace that that you see, and just very flat. And mm. don't know what what happened. I don't know if certain, the wind was taken out of their sails a bit. Um, after the derby and all the ferrovia around Lennon But they didn't look like a Neil Lennon hipster yeah. at all
2: I just can't quite get a handle on hips this season I kind of thought they would fit into a very like stereotypical Or not stereotypical, but a template of exciting to watch Score lots of goals, also concede a lot of goals Bit flaky Bit flaky, but generally kind of Probably given the squad they've got around about third And kind of competing for second I just can't quite get a handle on them Some weeks they seem to be brilliant Some weeks they are rotten like this yeah. weekend um, There's no consistency really In terms of the team particularly There's people playing in all sorts of different positions You know, positions especially across the midfield is um, obviously missing And McLaren's not quite got up to speed yet this season at all um, And they missed, they missed Canberra they're, Yeah, I don't know, they it's that's their first home defeat I think since December last year yeah. though so that's mm-hmm. been the thing that's kept them going even when they they have been a bit flaky but yeah uh, I'm not quite sure where Lennon goes with it next and you kind of feel like he's got to try and find a balanced team I know they've kind of had some injuries and suspensions and they like and they've got quite a number of players as well but yeah you kind of feel like he's got to try and stick to some sort of eleven or twelve people.
1: I th- thought there's a sort of re-emergence of Marvin Bartley's kind of what <laughs> we're doing as well and Bartley and his captain as well um, and was it the, he came back into the derby and was captain of the derby was captain again at the weekend um, gave away a daft penalty it's it's a soft penalty granted but it's just a daft swing a leg about. and I kind of Bartley to me has always looked like a guy who obviously he was good in the championship for them and he looks at that sort of level maybe a little bit above that but in the current Hibbs team, he looks—he just sticks really, he sticks out like a sore thumb for me because he's not a great footballer. He's not—he's a, a big physical guy, but again, there's a pile looking. Yeah. At him. Standing next to Murray Davidson, it's a case of well, you're not really the big—you're not the—you're not—you're not the you're not, you're not the, uh, the big guy throwing bodies around here because just about every team in the league has a guy in central yeah. midfield who's capable of doing that. So I'm just not totally sure what he brings to the yeah. brings to the party for Hibbs. Um, particularly when you pick up guys like Milligan as well who has that sort of air of of confidence around him because he's a guy who's been around and seen a lot of football and played a lot of football, Um, if you want a guy to go and play in that midfield then surely he's your guy Um, I can only presume that that McGregor isn't fit enough to play 90 minutes just now or something along these lines but again, even if he's fit at all then surely even stick him at set a half and then stick Ambrose right back just so you get rid of come mm-hmm. for 20 minutes of yeah. time.
2: well I mean if, you, if you're going to play McGregor for 20
1: minutes yeah. then what, why did not you start him and then I don't know it seems daft to yeah it just I mean last year's Hibs team felt particularly in the running felt like it had a really sort of settled nature to it and they had the mm-hmm. midfield three of McGeach uh, McGinn and Allen and again we've said it numerous times this year obviously it's an incredibly difficult thing to replace but still still even with that with the number of bodies you've got in there you would imagine that they should be able to at least have some sort of consistency in, in the bodies that they're playing uh, week in week out in there but yeah like you say it's just not quite firing you, you imagine they will at some point mm-hmm. or another um, I think when Canberra stays fit for more than 20 minutes and McLaren stays fit with ideally for the same 20 minutes um, <laughs> then you imagine that they'll, they'll just kind of pick up where they lost last year um, but yeah as I say Bartley, and they're just in amongst that so sort of difficulty of selection. I'd, I'd say he's 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 a big part of that.
2: Yep. Yeah, just the, the only other thing I had was the, I mean, Malin's one of those people where you're still questioning whether or not he's doing much other than hitting thirty yarders <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but he did hit one. It was like a, I love those saves that Xander Clark made a save kind of yeah. with an outstretched wrist, yeah, really yeah, yeah. firm yeah. wrist, and it or not even wrist it we playing now. Fleshy Parrot's arm and it goes into the over the crossbar arm. For whatever reason, I really like those saves. They always look, like, because they always look like that. I don't know if it's because where
1: the keeper saves it, it always looks like an absolute rocket when they yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, but then again, that's a, another late winner for uh, St Johnston and Leith. Really sad that um, Joe Shirtless didn't jump and wander about in the crowd <laughs> shirtlessly, <Stephen laughs> which is one of the oddest things I've ever seen in my life. But uh, just sort of to to cover uh, that sort of covers the, the last of that sort of group of, of teams. But that's what eight teams covered by uh, the the eight teams all covered by eight points. Mm-hmm. And that takes you from Hearts and first to Livingston in eighth. Yeah which mental absolutely, absolutely sensational stuff um, and it doesn't we can I know we say that it's one of those cliches that sort of Scottish, Scottish football anyone anyway, can beat anyone at any given time this year seems to be even more true than the previous years And again see St John's what I was saying the, 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 the run of losses that they had was, was not sort of indicative of their season but to go on four runs in the bounce four runs in the bounce and they're straight back in there and um, as a opponent, well, Aberdeen as well, who, as you say, haven't played well yet this season, but I'll still high barely it.
0: barely played well for twenty minutes, mm. <laughs> One, consecutive twenty minutes. But you know, not far, not far off a couple of wins, and they'll be up. Could up, mm. up in third, I and mean, could be third on Friday night. Is fourth on Friday night?
1: Yeah. Absolutely, long Let me to continue. Um, moving on to the the, the sort of the, the the other group in the in the top flight, we'll, we'll start at first park, um, where uh, David Turnbull, uh, I think, is the first Motherwell midfielder in about thirty years that can strike a ball. So um, that was something. That was good. Um, Motherwell with back to back wins for the first time this season, uh, I was well, in the league, certainly. Um, and are now maybe just creeping away from the rest of them yeah
2: that sounds safe now I mean they've
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, need to, they need to play any more games that's them. <coughs> well am otherwise safe on the basis that Dundee are not going to take 8 more points no. than Dundee <laughs> no <season>. very much at <laughs> the
0: point that's the game where the the scoreline was the only, game, it to be the only game of the weekend where the scoreline exactly reflected what went on on the pitch mm. it was like two teams that really struggled to do anything separated by one bit of, of, of real quality and um, I don't know. I mean, do Dund- Dundee first? Why? Why not? They haven't scored in a month. Yeah. and
1: it's oh, a horrible start. I mean, <laughs> it, it's
0: only a, it's only four games, but they, there's not. An, I mean, to be fair, like Darren O'Day looked fit and hit the bar and did give them a bit of, and he looked like he, he gave them a bit of cohesion at the back. But they're just they're they're so impotent. Um. Yeah and I mean it has been a bit of a I mean similar to what I was saying about the, the Aberdeen answer it has a, is a bit of a concern when you you've got so much weight of expectation on the teenagers to get you out of things but it, it looks like the uh, Whitehead Turnbull's taken that on he's been the best Motherwell's best player I and mean, you'll know better than me but it looks that like he's been their most consistent performer for the last three or four weeks he looks the most consistent goal threat he looks like he's moving players and he can hit a ball and he said himself he doesn't think he'll score a better one than that but <laughs> in his entire career but I don't know he looks like he's looks like a real prospect there and yeah Motherwell probably safe Dundee mm-hmm. I don't know how many times you can say Dundee or shit no I know I mean, you can have things
2: to say because it's just their strikers are crap There's their defence are hopeless like, I mean it is literally the same stuff every single week they're they
0: Yeah, I mean, if they if they were if you compare that squad to squad, I've probably made this point before. If you have compared that squad to the squad in the, squads in the championship, they would be about eight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, they're,
2: they're honking. I I, I I was thinking at the weekend. Uh, I'm sure the first thing is, but is this? This must be two of the worst teams in, So you've, we've had Seasons before there's been one really Terrible team but I can't think of too many Recent ones where there's been two Absolutely awful teams, last season Probably runs them relatively
1: close Because neither Ross County mm-hmm. or Thistle were great But again you could make An argument that neither of those clubs sh- Should have gone down One way or another Both of those teams at some point you looked at and went Do you know what, Like, think Thistle don't have uh, they don't have only bad players. No, 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 no. So Ross County no, no, no. don't have only yeah. bad players, and both of them went down kind of disappointingly at the, for, uh, from both of them, and that both of them both went down with kind of a whimper And this time, unless something dramatic happens in January, and again, like Dundee are going to be going to look for a Dundee Ansomar, and both of them going to be like, do you know what we need a goal scorer? Mm. Like, go, everybody needs one of those. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> in the league, uh, from Rangers down. Needs a needs a goal scorer, um, and all of them are going to be able to offer more money than Dundee or St Mirren can. And also, do you want to spend three months of your life, four months of your life chasing balls yeah. <laughs> I, for, for Dundee, who are broadly terrible, or for St Mirren, who are probably even worse? Yeah. Um, Motherwell, well, all all in all, it was, a, it was a it was a very decent performance from Motherwell. We we'll totally blunt just now. Um, Bowman puts in a power of work Main puts in a power of work um, the, in shift, or the shifting system has been, a, As I said midweek Has been a huge Huge benefit for And um, Bigger in mana And Turnbull in midfield Is nice because Then two people Actually pass to one another Which is a real treat <laughs> Liam Grimshaw Appears to have either Learned how to play football Or has been pretending That he doesn't know How to play <laughs> football Which has been quite a treat as well He went on sort of Two or three Absolutely amazing runs During the game like, who the fuck is you? <laughs> Where does he come from? Really? midweek and like, midweek and on Saturday as well. He had a proper bang at the goal, and I was like, was looking at me?" I didn't even know he could do that. <laughs> I don't mean the, I absolutely don't mean the a critical thing at all. I, I, I think he's been. I think he's been fantastic in the past couple of games, and, and more more to him, and I hope we see more of it. I was, like, Where has this been at any point? I, I think it was somebody on Steelman made the, made the point like. He's actually a good footballer, but he just follows instructions. So you can tell him what to do, he'll do exactly what he's told, which is to, de- to the detriment of him as a footballer. Which I suppose there might be something in there. Um, we do a little struggle to score. Um, it's either got to come from Ryan Bowman in his way through, or Main on his way through, or, yeah. way through, or somebody running on a, th- a through ball from yeah. there. Turnbull is. I really like saying he's, he's surprised that he's on strike, but I watched because I'm a nerd uh, the under 20 highlights i feel, but and he does it basically every second week for them and yeah. I understand in the, sort of under, un, in the reserves football is a bit different because there's not sort of guys twice your size try to close you down all the time which again is fine because if you're playing against St Miriam and Dundee every week then nobody's <laughs> try to close you down anyway um, but the, he does it all the time uh, and it was, it was it was really a smashing strike he did look entirely surprised that he managed to pull it off but it was very very good. But uh, what's the what's the problem with the
2: creativity? Is, yeah. it, is it still the midfield? There's that even just, with him in it. Is it? The,
1: the the midfield's a lot better, and we do get the ball down an awful lot better, now and, and pass the ball around. Just neither like main never looks if he's going to score again. Mm-hmm. He, he looks if he could play week in week out against nobody, and still fire mm-hmm. over the bar. He's had various chances to to. So you know, he, all, all he needs is a goal to get himself in. He did that against Coman, missed a penalty, and then again, you could just see his head go straight yeah. back down. Um, they're, they're all there are alternatives talents there. Whether you go for Conor Salmon, whether you go for Danny Johnson, one or the other, and um, both look dangerous every time they come. Well, Johnson looks dangerous every time he comes on. <laughs> um, and there's there's potential there. I concern. I'm concerned about going to Ibrox on Remembrance Sunday. Uh, for a number of reasons um, <laughs> But it's, it could be Real sort of Make or break stuff um, McGee going there In the cup A couple of years ago When we went a goal up And then Stephen McManus sold the jersey Two minutes ago Broke him And he's like, He never recovered from it You can, can track Mullerwell's Demise under McGee To that exact game Up until that point Things were fine Good results Bad results He bounced back Whatever else And he never McGee never recovered from that And his team never recovered from that um, and I, want, I just worry everything. time mean, of course you got eyebrows of course you worry everyone that goes to eyebrows worries but going on Remembrance remembering Sunday seems like a, a terrifying thing to do at the moment just in addition Sophie Moussa is fucking lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I realise this is old ground but he after about 20 minutes was blown out his arse uh, about 25 minutes in he went down claiming a head knock walked around like plainly fake. like you know he was like, faking having a woozy head just walking about and then I mean, eventually he eventually surfed, surfed off looked delighted because he clearly, clearly very plainly just could not be arsed with it um, anyway so we'll, we'll skip from one side of the lines up to the other uh, the dark bit uh, so it's Hallett one Livingston no. Um yeah you are done then
0: the yeah. game seemed to be played in Silent Hill <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> so I'm sorry. sort of, Arthur Conan Doyle novel it was terrifying
1: like, I, again I the highlights of it mm-hmm. What's the, the bits and pieces of the game and like I was what is what 10 miles away at the park and yeah it was raining a bit it was nothing like that yeah I didn't understand that. <laughs> I,
2: I could not understand it uh, yeah and the highlights every other game looks like it's been kind of played in okay
1: conditions and it's this monsoon at happened yeah yeah it's uh, the it localised <laughs> weather that <happened>. that apocalypse <laughs> mm. uh, but, yeah we saw uh, Mason Bloomfield yeah, he's, uh, he's league goal for the Ackies um, and we saw Michael Miller, Miller getting Aki's an another red card another one um, yeah for the, the thing that I found most startling about the red card is that so he, he jumped in a tackle which the, the Levy boy puts it the most incredible roar you've ever heard in your mm. life he's great yeah. really sells it no doubt it heart. I'm not doubting that about sensational stuff um, but then so Levy have a free kick inside Aki's half and then somehow concede which is the yeah. least livy thing that's happened <laughs> since they came up um, but yeah they, they fire the ball in it pings around a little bit and essentially what I presume must have been like the turning point in the game is Ziggy Gordon just flies in with this unbelievable block in the middle of the box ball bounces free, Boyd plays in uh, Bloomfield who scores I, I had to go, because I watched the highlights and saw the start, like, sent off in 86 goal in 86, like, I need to watch this passage of play. It's amazing. Absolutely <laughs> It's it it exactly what you imagine happened. Levy filed it in and just bodies were everywhere and then there was an goal for reasons I'm not entirely clear on. Yeah, and the funny thing was that
2: Lemmison didn't um pull down I can't remember who it was that played in Bluefield. Boys Boys. That they yeah. didn't that they didn't. He go. Down, him which, which is which is the thing you would expect Livingston to do yeah, is yeah, to hold yeah. the guy down, and they didn't oh, manage to so do it.
1: Stephen, yeah. Stephen Boy about four foot tall. Yeah. Um, the only problem was that the other guy that pull pulling down was Stephen Wallace, who's also about Aye, four, four sure, foot yeah. tall. Um, but yeah, still played a boy because I mean, it's one of those ones you just sort of screw up. You're, what is it? Five minutes to go, um, and you got. Running in on goal with a guy who's never scored, you just had to dictate if you can run the time out with ten men. fine was absolutely fair play him because by the time he played the ball, he was basically ninety degrees from where he started. <laughs> <laughs> he did very, he did very, very well. Um, he, um,
0: the guy that sits opposite me at work is a Livy fan, and he was saying it, it was he was at the game, and he, he said you just got the feeling that that was going to happen. He right. just knew it was one of those games where nothing was going on and he just knew that even when they went down to ten men, yeah. they didn't quite believed it would happen quite so quickly but he was just saying I was thinking just, just take it down <laughs> just take it down like take the free kick. like do the Scott Brown film yeah. <laughs> just break it up take a booking who cares and get back oh, but
2: uh, yeah yeah I saw some fans online saying that they um, they thought they were trying to go for it a bit too much instead of realising that it probably wasn't going to be their day and just going that's fine we'll take a point that they actually made a couple of changes and tried to go for it and it kind of knocked
1: them off them, I thought I thought it was interesting. It's the it's the first time that Livingston have changed their team since Livingston began. Isn't it so, yeah. like, it, 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 it <laughs> appealed as they, they took out Lawless, Robinson, and Jacobs, bringing in McMillan, Sybold, and Lawson. And I know a lot of Levy fans were really looking forward, I think a lot of people were looking to see Sybold uh, in the top flight, given that he'd been he been so good for Falkirk for so long. Um, and it certainly seemed um, that he struggled a wee bit in the games, or not maybe not quite up to speed again with playing football again. But yeah. Very interesting. Um, crikey! Sorry, we, we must shouldn't, have, we shouldn't it. have done this in The, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Livy the Livy
1: boys are not happy with it. Um, but yeah, it's a, is that a regression to the mean for Levy? And um, that's two games of the bounce of have lost. And you kind of anticipated at some point in the season, uh, Levy were going to come across a sticky spell. And um, I actually thought it'd be after Christmas, which is a retreat because that means Motherwell might actually catch them now. so news news <laughs> me. me um, do we? What do we rank?
0: I think the, I think I think they'll probably be I don't think it's necessarily a, a full regression I mean I think they, they were they're in a strange situation where like, like you said they're, they're now expected to win games and if at the start of the season you'd said to any Livingston fan you know you're you're up against Hamilton they've got ten men it's nil-nil they would have thought we're going to really have to win these sorts of games. <laughs> you know, because we're going to be the ones who make or break our season throw bodies forward and get in it yeah. uh, but it's not and it won't be and they'll be safe and th- they'll be absolutely fine um, I think they're probably comfortable enough that they'll I mean they, they only have one way of playing they, but it's been very successful for them up till this point they're going to come up against better teams the fixtures were quite kind to them Um Albeit, you know, they they picked up a couple of really impressive results. Um, I think over the course of the season, they will probably ha- have enough Hamilton moments in a positive way <laughs> where they win unexpected yeah. games. That they'll be, you know, eighth and very comfortable and very happy with that.
2: I I think the as um, it is, it is the fact that they just play that one way, you know, Hamilton managed to neuter them playing that way and you know, Menga's a useful striker and he kinda he's of able to chase defenders and get down the channels and everything and, and run with it from deep but he's not gonna score loads of goals and that's where they're gonna to struggle to change things up. If they're you know, if teams have worked out and are, are competing with them in set pieces and everything else then that's gonna be their problem. But as you say, they're g I mean they're head and
1: shoulders above three or four of the teams below them so Part- particularly as Dundee and St Mirren are going to sign all the goal scorers yeah. so <laughs> yeah. that has got to be a bad it's, race yeah. for Livingston <laughs> um, right it's so us mm-hmm. grand well thank you very much uh, for your time today guys uh, as always you can get in touch with us on twitter supposing we survive the night with all the explosions <laughs> going on outside um, so you can get in touch with us on twitter at Test Podcast, facebook search for Test Podcast with show and the email address is terrispodcast at gmail.com uh, we are off to the Patreon uh, to do lower league winners and losers, um, as is custom on Monday now, I think. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much, Andy. Thank you. Thanks very much, Tom. Cheers. Thank you, Graham. Sports Social Podcast Network.